said that we're we're playing Monday night in Tampa here I'll be at that game so uh hopefully they can actually get me a victory because the last two Florida games I've been to that the Eagles played were uh uh the Dolphins back in um what year was it 2019 in Miami we lost that was actually yeah. Fitzpatrick threw for I think 400 yards that game and uh 
The year before that, we lost in Tampa. At the year after we won the Super Bowl, and again, Fitzpatrick threw 400 yards. So yeah. <laughs> we're not going up against Fitzpatrick this time, <laughs> you know. But uh, when it comes to this game, um, one thing that I did, I'm going to try to do is made some notes, good, bad, and uh, so-so notes here. Um, I'm going to start with the good. I mean, this was an up-and-down game. There were some good things. There were some bad things. Um, it wasn't the greatest performance, but after after a rough start in which the game plan was uh, not good. I mean, we came out throwing the ball early and often, but we they did we did figure it out. We made some adjustments and we started to pound the rock. And uh, we saw DeAndre Swift have a, have a huge game, 175 yards rushing. As a team, we had 259. I mean, we we ran the ball anytime we wanted. It was that was the dominant performance, and we got to hand it to that the whole the team, the offensive line with their run blocking was great. Um, I mean, we just we just dominated that that aspect of the game, and then our run defense was awesome too. Only allowed 28 yards rushing. Now, Alexander Madison isn't the greatest running back, but still, he's not terrible. Um, but it was enough to make the Vikings go out and try to make a trade there for Cam Akers. John was just we were just saying so, you know, shut them down in that regards. And I will say, Jalen Carter. He showed some potential. He showed that potential again. He didn't dominate the uh, as a pass rusher like he did in week one, but we saw him make a great highlight tackle there in the backfield on a running play. Um, Jordan Davis, he's coming on here in year two. Had a half a sack week one. Had another sack week two. He's looking good. He's actually getting after the quarterback on top of being dominant against the run. Um, Josh Sweat dominated that whole game. He had it one sack, but. I mean, he was in the backfield. He was hitting Kirk Cousins constantly. Uh, uh, Jake Elliott, like Rob said, he bailed us out again for a second week in a row. This one, he I mean, he had a 61-yard field goal. He missed like a 55-yarder. But, I mean, how many 50-plus-yard field goals do you expect him to make, you know? Um, time possession, go back to that running game. We 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 allowed a lot of yards passing, but we dominated that time to possession. Uh 39 minutes to 20 minutes. Um, we caused four turnovers, which was nice. And uh, even though our offensive line wasn't great as pass blocking, I got to give it up to Jordan Mailata. He was he was dominant in that game. Um, you look at his pro football focus grade for the game was a 96.9, um, the highest of any offensive tackle since 2010. So, I mean, he didn't allow a single pressure, a single sack, quarterback hit nothing you know and they dom he dominated as a run blocker so i mean give him credit even though the offensive line wasn't that great in terms of their pass blocking which we saw hurts under a lot of pressure um the bad i know we had some injuries there bradbury blankenship uh we now lost avante maddox for probably the season that's that's hurting but i mean there's no excuse for blowing two huge leads in a row you know 16 nothing week one, now 27 to seven. And we our pass defense has allowed Mac Jones to throw for 316 yards and three touchdowns. And even though Kirk Cousins lost, I gave it up to him. He threw for 364 yards and four touchdowns, you know. Um he, I mean he came at us and we had no answer. We just don't they just did whatever they want. We were lucky that we got the, some of the turnovers that we got, or else this would have been a different story. Uh TJ Hawkinson had two touchdowns. Um, I would say overall that we, the, our linebackers did a pretty nice job of 
limiting him. I mean, he got a couple short touchdowns in there, but he wasn't dominant like I was worried. So that was one good thing, but still. And then Jalen Hurts um, passing the ball for the second week in a row. He wasn't very good. I mean, we got to we gotta fix this offense here. Um, Hurts threw for 193 yards, which is more than week one, but it wasn't great. And then you factor in, he had two plays to – Two passes there to Devontae Smith through 117 yards on those two plays. So, I mean, the rest of his passing attempts, 21 attempts, 76 yards. That's not good, you know. And we saw A.J. Brown blow up on the sideline. Um, I'll talk about that in a little bit. I wasn't a fan of that. Um, and then just like sort of a maybe, I'll give Brian Johnson credit. It was much better. He turned. He did a much better job week two than he did in week one. But, I mean, that uh, – that play calling to start the game was pretty awful. Thankfully, he figured it out. He saw that we that the Vikings defense couldn't stop our running game, and uh, he he made some adjustments, which was big. So I like seeing a coordinator that can actually make adjustments because we've seen some that don't, you know, over the years. Um, the only thing I will say is our offense, our our running game started to dominate, and uh, we were up pretty nice. And there there was a point in that game where. We were down, I forget the exact yardage. It was right around the, tw- the Vikings' 20-yard line, and that's when A.J. Brown was blowing up on the sideline. And we came back. We threw two two plays to A.J. Brown. You know, um, obviously he had a touchdown call back for holding. We went right back at him. Should have been a pass interference. Um, but then we allowed two sacks. or we, were allowed, we got the holding call and we allowed a sack, which basically knocked us out of field goal range. And the play calling on that possession – when you get into that third and long and you're at like that 35-yard line, maybe it's just best just to run the ball and uh, accept the field goal instead of trying to throw the ball and get a 25-yard first down, you know. But nonetheless, I'll give him credit. He made some adjustments. So overall, it wasn't a great game, but they pulled out another victory, and we really need uh, these coordinators, I think, to – get their footing down i know they're just starting off but we really we got one more game and then we're going to start to get in a tougher part of the schedule so time to step it up yeah uh, for those that can see this uh but you or listen to us in audio you're not going to see i've been playing the highlights off my phone because for some reason my newer computer <laughs> The account's not working, <laughs> so but it's working fine on my phone. I don't know how stupid that is. So, um, but to the game, I uh, first I just want to say we're two and zero, man. Because this sounds so doom and gloom here in Philadelphia, man. <laughs> I've never seen a sound this this low when we're undefeated. Uh, <laughs> however, I understand the issues we have. Because when I'm watching a game, I'm I'm frustrated. Uh, now, with what's unusual about this particular game, I didn't see the beginning. I was uh, while I did see it on my phone. I was at a high school football game while watching this. And me and a guy sitting next to me were watching it on our <laughs> Eagles game on our phone. So we're sitting there watching. We're like, oh man, what's what's going on here? Minnesota hanging with us, leading. <laughs> and leading us come on now we can't allow that to happen here um and then the eagles figure some things out like running the ball and we just pound 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 swift digging and zagging 
and running around folks. Uh, that was a, a beautiful thing to see. Um, and for him to, it was basically his debut back home, put up 175 yards. Fantastic. He had 28 carries, which are the same number of yards Minnesota ran. <laughs> so just think about that. They ran for 28 measly yards. And we had um, well over 259. <laughs> I mean, that's just pure domination. And I love that because it just shows who has the better line, whose offensive line can just decide, all right, it's time for us to just move some people out the way and get some things done. Wow. Hertz is working some things out because right now, uh, you know, he's looking like you know, the 2021 Hertz, you know, <laughs> but I'm confident he will get back to 2022 level very shortly. And this long break, he's going to have more opp opportunity now. He's, I'm sure he studied both game films. I'm sure him, the coordinator working some things out. I'm sure, uh, that 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 he and Mr. Brown working some things out. Um, so I said we'll talk about that later. And so I'm confident. I'm feeling good that they're going to go do some things. Defense is taking the ball. That's what I want them to do. You win a turnover battle. You increase your chances of winning any game by over 60% if you win a turnover battle. Numbers are short right there. And as they got uh, – for some reason, Minnesota just can't hold on to a football. <laughs> and it was, it's the craziest thing. They just get on the ball. Cousins didn't throw any interceptions, which is crazy. Four touchdowns. And notice, you look at his numbers, you think, this guy must be the man. 31 for 44, 364, four touchdowns. No, you would swear that he must have won the game. <laughs> but no, he has a, his career is loaded with, let's say, empty stats. You know, where it looks like he's done a whole lot of something, something, but then he looked at the win and losses and he just said, ah, just Kirk. And so that's how it goes for him. And it sucks to be Minnesota. Uh, but overall, I'm still pleased with what we're doing. If we found a way to win another game with a C, this time a C plus level, we were C minus week one. We're up to C plus. We're still getting W's. I can live with that. Go ahead, John. Okay, so it's yeah. I was about to say we're about like a C plus in the first. Well, the first the game we just played. Um, so it's like regarding this game, it's like we did have the the rushing attack going. I would like to see us pass more. It's just the. Uh, I just think like the only, the main thing is our, our defense and our special teams have been helping us out and giving us a, a better opportunity to win. And, and winning that defensive battle, like you just said, it does increase your chance uh, to win the game. But it's uh, I guess on like on a note, I'm sure we'll get to it. But I do think they should, uh, you know, pass the ball. To AJ Brown more, and just like utilize more players, they could have used them in that game. That's what I'll say. But we still got the win, so still two and zero. Yep. I mean, I'm I'm happy for you know watching this game at my buddy Mike's house. We all 
It was a good deal. It was a, it was a really good deal. I mean, obviously, we didn't really have to sweat too much. I mean, Vikings, I knew they were, unlike last year's beating, this was going to be a tougher beating. Justin Jefferson did a good job. Obviously, you know, TJ Hawkinson wasn't a part of that game last year, but he, but obviously he's one of the quiet assassins at tight end, top five in the league, had a good game. I mean, we knew the Vikings were going to bring it. And obviously we did what we had to do. One thing, like I said, why we are the way we've been the last 20 games, Jalen Hurts has won 19 of his last 20 starts, is because of our our O-line and running the football. You run the football the way we run it, you'll bail you out of a lie close game. And that happened again here last week. So, I mean, obviously DeAndre Swift, you know, great family, obviously a Philly native, went to St. Joe's Prep. You know, obviously, you know, a Mount Airy resident. So, just like Hassan Reddick, with the exception of college, he decided to go to Georgia while Hassan Reddick stayed here at Temple. But, obviously, it's an obvious that, you know, you, you traded for DeAndre Swift for a reason. He wasn't – he's not just a running back by committee. You had him as your friend. You hoped that he would be your franchise guy. Mm-hmm. And, luckily, it turned out that way, or at least. Last last week it did, where he had his best game of his career to this point. So, like I said, hopefully he works out. And like I said, I mean, you know, yeah, the injuries and 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 I'm going to bring it up. And Matt brought it up already. Is yeah, the problem is while our run defense is is great, our pass defense is to be desired. Twice they've given up 300 yard passers. The entire 2022 season, I think they gave up maybe five. So that's something they have to work on. I mean, obviously the secondary was kind of limited last week because of the Blankenship injury, the Bradbury concussion, and now obviously we lost Avante Mag to a torn pec. You know, obviously we have to get better secondaries because if these guys are passing for over 300 yards, then it's going to be a battle. It's going to become, it becomes a shootout. You know, Mac Jones looked very comfortable in the pocket last week. Kirk Cousins has always played the Eagles well over the years. So, of course, he, him doing what he did on Thursday wasn't really that much of a surprise. But, you know, we have to do better in our secondary because, like I said, Baker Mayfield might not be the greatest person, the greatest quarterback in, in the world. But, you know, Tampa's going to be tough. It's going to be it's going to be a tougher game than you would think. They're off to a strong start, and that's a still a very good defense. They've got Shaq Barrett and a few other guys on that team. Remember that that that's still a really good defense. That's still a really good defense, and that's going to be a it's going to be a struggle. Like you mentioned, Matt, in, in a previous show, how the weather is in Florida at this time of the year. So humid, still in the 90s. You know, it should be a decent night for for football. But obviously, if the Eagles aren't prepared for for that, then they're going to be in for a long, a long tri- trip, and it's not like they always had had success in Tampa over the years. You know, like I said, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens here on uh, Monday. But men and women in the studio, I'm happy the for room producers, Alan Flowers, that down there. Medals, <laughs> there you go. But still, you know, I'll try to talk over this guy. You know, like I said, we'll see what happens here on uh on Monday. Obviously, it's going to be an interesting matchup. 
you know, like I said, the schedule does get tougher, but not 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 necessarily until until probably once we get towards the bye week and stuff, because that's when we have that MERS row of playoff teams and the Cowboys and Chiefs and the Bills. You know, we're not in the heart of the schedule yet. So we these are still vulnerable teams. I don't think – I mean, Tampa, they, they played the Vikings and the Bears, so that's not great competition for them. So we should be able to beat them. And then we have Washington, you know, and then two road games at MetLife and at SoFi. You know, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of these teams, and neither should y'all. So we'll be all right. We'll, we'll be good. And as far as the A.J. Brown thing, remember, you you fight with family all the time. They're family. Remember, he's he, Jalen Hurts is guy is the godfather of his of his of his son or daughter. I think he has a daughter. So obviously, you're gonna you know we when you pass the ball, you get past the ball. You know that's the Keyshawn Johnson kind of deal. When I give you the damn ball, and obviously, okay, he's gonna you know he's gonna he's not gonna be happy if he doesn't get his target. But then again, you have. Devontae Smith, too. You got two elite receivers, something the Eagles have never had in their history. Two elite receivers that can do anything. So, obviously, you know, Brown's going to have to learn how to share. He should already know because he's cool with, with Devontae, so he should be able to, to share, and they should be able to have success. So, I don't think this is a big issue. You know, obviously, Brian Johnson has to get better with 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 play calling and, pre- and preparation, you know, obviously, you know, he, he has his history with Jalen going back to when he was in Pee Wee League when he was seven years old. But at the end of the day, you know, he and Sean Desai are, are, are new at what they're doing. And remember, they're replacing guys that actually were veterans, helped us win, win the NFC last year. And if, they're going to win, if we're going to win the NFC this year, it's going to be a little tougher this time. Keep telling you all this. Obviously, they have to adjust and get better as the season goes on. So, I'm not too concerned. But, like I said, with the 49ers and the Cowboys, the way they're playing right now, like I said, they're st- they're going to stay in our way. They were in our way last year, but they're a tougher team. than le- They look a little tougher this year than last year. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, well – one thing about Brown, actually two things, and they're pretty related, but um, I mean, one, um, John mentioned it, you know, they got to do a better job of getting the ball in their playmakers' hands one way or another, you know, and that's one thing that Steichen did a pretty nice job last year, but beyond that, over the years, it's, I've never really thought the Eagles have done a great job of just scheming their players open and getting the ball in their hands and letting them make a place. Um, I mean, Kyle Shanahan, obviously, is great at doing that, so... I don't know. Maybe they need to sit Brian Johnson down and have him watch some film on the way Kyle Shanahan calls a game and learn some things. Because, I mean, you, your quarterback's struggling from the pocket. How about you roll him out a little bit? How about you get some get some pre-motion, pre-snap motion there and get your guys open in space and quick passes. Let him make – a guy like A.J. Brown, he can make plays with the ball in his hands, but he's got to actually get the ball. Um, you know, just – more than just having him drop back and throw the ball from the pocket and go through his reads, which he this so far this year, Hurts has been a one read and run quarterback. But you know, I mean, he's struggling a little bit. Make give him some easy plays. Give him some easy plays to get him early, especially early in the game, to get him in some type of rhythm. Um, 
And then the other thing with when it comes to Brown over there crying on the sideline, I get that him and and Hertz are friends and all that, but it's inexcusable, especially when the Eagles were up big and you're crying that you're not getting the ball enough. Um, I mean, it's just inexcusable. And it reminds me of a couple things here. You know, um, he, obviously Hertz and Brown have a bit of a more relationship, but back in um, 2004, you know, T.O. has mentioned it when him him and McNabb, the year they went to the Super Bowl, they're, uh, when they started to have their problems, um, T.O. claims it was from – it started at the, a game where he wasn't getting – or McNabb missed him on a deep pass, and he came back to the huddle, and he says he was just – he mentioned it to McNabb, but I'm sure he was bitching. But either mm-hmm. way, you know, he, he was he's complaining that McNabb missed him, and McNabb just looked at him and said, shut the fuck up. And, uh, and T.O., you know, some guys might be able to take it, but T.O. was a little baby and, you know, holds a grudge about it. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I was last week after week one, um, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, Stefan Diggs was crying on the sidelines that Josh Allen wasn't playing smart. And uh, Michael Irvin made a point, you know, after that week, he was saying that, yeah, that was inexcusable, and that if he, when he was playing, if he had done that to Troy Aikman, he would have expected Troy Aikman to come in the locker room after that game and punch him in the face. And if Aikman did that, he would have thanked him. He would have said, "Yeah, thank you for putting me in my place." So, bottom mm-hmm. line, I mean, with these diva receivers, you might have to put them in their place. And mm-hmm. I'm hoping Hertz said something to Brown after that game. Maybe he didn't punch him in the face. Maybe he <laughs> didn't tell him to shut the fuck up in front of the huddle. You know, but hopefully he at least went to him after that game and said, look, man, this is your warning. We're boys. I'm giving you a warning out of respect, but you do that again, you're, you're going to get laid out or something. You know, you, you got to put, you can't let these guys get away with this, these diva receivers, because you give them an inch, they're going to try to take a mile. And uh, sometimes you got to put them in their place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny during the game, I didn't, to see that and so i didn't i heard about it afterwards and i saw the footage and uh and i'm with you it just at the time and a place like and there's there's no reason to be getting up in arms out on the sidelines where everybody could see you fussing about not getting the ball when you're winning that never i never understood that and if he's your boy like you say you should want to be more respectful. And in the locker room, hey, man, this is what I'm seeing. I'm here. When I do this move, I got him burnt. Check me out. You know? Yeah. You don't got to make go make waves out, out there on the sidelines and, and we went in. And what I did like about is Hertz did bark back. Like Hertz wasn't just taking it. Like he, and that's why you saw Sirianni had to step in there. Like, hey, oh, hey. <laughs> Now, what I don't understand is why Sirianni afterwards tried to pretend he didn't see anything. <laughs> that part didn't make any sense to me. So it must have been bigger than we think if he's trying to pretend, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, dude, we saw you. <laughs> we saw you over there. <laughs> so then he's like, oh, oh, uh, yeah, uh, that was no big deal. <laughs> but so apparently there's a deal. May not be big, but it's a deal. And let's just relax. We're winning. We're winning. You get the ball. And then sometimes Devontae will get the ball. Sometimes you both get the ball. 
just keep winning. Or we can send you back to Tennessee. You want that? (laughs) You know, hey, so just learn to live with the W's and we'll try to get back to the Super Bowl and hopefully pick one up. I mean, I'll say, like, usually when, like, a receiver doesn't get the ball after he complains, they usually have a bounce-back week the following week. Um, I mean, we might need that versus Tampa for Brown. But I'm saying, yeah, I agree with you. It's like if we have a lead, whether it's, you know, 7, 14 points, like, you should be running the ball trying to waste some of the clock. Not a – you know, unless you needed, like, a a deep play just to throw them off, that should be on the first – first down <laughs> not like mm-hmm. or you know third and 25 when you get to 35 you should be kicking a field goal and trying to you know get some more ground a little bit because you can't take the sack it'll take you out of this position yeah. so hopefully he'll bounce yeah. back yeah it'll be fine i mean they're they're family so you know family fights i mean it is what it is but <clears throat> i mean like i said diva receivers it Chad Johnson, like the Keyshawn Johnson, all these crazy suckers that been, you know, they want the ball in their hands. They want to be the, the guy that wins the game and all that. You know, not necessarily. You can end up in New England, no receivers. So, I mean, you, you're, 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 it's, it's, it's the ball in the court, whatever. But that's all I have to say there. Now, obviously, Kenny was a part of our show last week, and he'll be on sporadically throughout the year. He's not on tonight. But he did bring up a, a very important topic. Now, unfortunately, like I said, we all know this game of football, injuries happen all the time, and sometimes major. And once again, a major injury took place on a, on a Monday night with Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb suffered a very serious knee injury. And I can say graphically, and, I, and, and you know, to be disturbed, the kneecap almost fell off the skin. That's how bad it was. It's almost popped out of the skin. That's how bad the injury was. And, you know, the, the thing that Kenny did bring up last week is turf versus grass. And why does the NFL doesn't want to have consistent grass? Now, we've all brought – we all know the sto- some of the stories, and we've and I've, talk, I've, just, I've debated with some other people over the, over the week, but – Y'all thoughts on, on, on this situation with the NFL with the grass versus the turf, and will there ever be a solution to fix this problem so we can avoid serious injury? I know we can't always avoid it, but at least avoid to a point where we don't have to keep losing player, players unnecessarily. Yeah, well, I mean, bottom line, you're whether it's grass or turf, you're going to have injuries, and there's going to be some bad injuries. Um, I mean – you look at the way that play happened. He didn't actually, I mean, that wasn't an issue with the turf, grass or turf that it, that it was, it was the way he got hit the way, you know, he would, he would probably the same thing would have happened regardless, but you know, it was a bad injury. And uh, he's a, he was a, he's, he's a great player. Hope he's got a long road to recovery. Who knows if he's even going to be able to make play again or at what level, but uh you know, I don't think that was a turf-related issue, but at the same time, yeah, I mean, ideally, they'll move to all grass one day, but it's not something that's going to be anything that's going to be mandatory in the near future. So, I mean, cry about it all you want. It's just, it is what it is. 
Mm, yeah, um, I have to look at it again. I always, I never looked at it on my screen. Someone showed me a, some, some girl at work showed me the video. Like, you see this? this like, oh, oh yeah, oh. Um, I don't know if his foot was stuck at all because of the grass. I mean, because of the turf. Could it have had a little movement if it was natural grass? I'm not sure in that in his case. But I just find it interesting that the NFL and Major League Baseball, the outdoor sports, don't have a standardized field. Like in NBA and NHL, you got the exact lengths of the floor, of the ice, of the wood. It's the same type of wood. I mean, you, one may have a parquet-looking floor, but it's still wood. And the, the rim is 10 feet high. Uh Hockey, the the net, forget how wide it is, but there's a there's standard, and but uh, in football the length is standard, but the the surface, and not now it's way better than it was in the seventies and eighties when they start building those crappy astroturf fields. Like we had a Vet Stadium and Three River Stadium. Oh, I mean, I can imagine NFL allowed people to play on carpet on top of concrete. That just made no sense, and those guys are walking around. No, barely walking, a little crippled up now, um, getting hit on that nonsense. So it's better. But, you know, how about just good old grass? Just good old grass. Now we got the technology to bring in the side. That's what they do down these days. And, um, so at least that could be consistent. But it's not going to eliminate, obviously, all knee and um, joint issues. I mean, grown men hitting each other. Stuff's going to happen. <laughs> you know, running at full speed, some things are just going to happen. But if you can avoid, if you can cut out a couple ligament issues from foot, feet getting stuck or something, uh, that would be nice. But so I feel for Nick and I feel for anybody that's uh, out of the season when the season just starts, you know, um, as people felt for Aaron Rodgers, as people uh, now we lost uh all of our guys of course what had nothing to do with the uh, turf just it's just uh, pectoral muscle so cleveland's just gonna have to just uh go to the backup and see what happens go ahead john so like my thing on this it's like uh i, I just think like Playing on grass is probably better, except when, you know, playing on turf is difficult from from what, you know, people have told me and from just by seeing it by uh, on the field and stuff. But, you know, can we prevent, you know, injuries? I think there's a way to prevent uh, injuries. Um, but, you know, stuff is going to happen. And then um, it's just that if they did go to all turf, it's just, you know, a financial thing. It's like a lot of money, and I just don't think it's necessary. So might as well just stick with grass. Yeah, I mean, obviously at this point, this is going to be a debate that's going to happen when the next major player gets hurt. I mean, Yep. Turf versus grass been it's been the norm for basically for the last basically for the last fifty plus years. I mean I mean the better I mean 
I only went to Veterans Stadium one time, and it was it was for a baseball game when I was seven years old. So AstroTurf was a major problem there, and it was a mess. That's why they built link, the link to, to, to get rid of it. And obviously, they're, luckily they did. Even though Veterans Stadium has a lot of great history, I mean, I don't know if you ever went there, John, but I'm sure all three, all you know, Kwame and Matt, well, all of us probably have went there one time. I know I went there one time. I just mentioned oh, yeah. it. So obviously, oh, yeah. it was a it, it was a it was a dump, but it was a everybody mm-hmm. loved the dump. It was a dump mm-hmm. that only lasted 33 years. So I mean, you know, mm-hmm. lasted. I'm, I, I'm out. I'm older than than Baron Stadium then. So I mean, <laughs> so it's really a, a, an interesting deal there. But like I said, it's uh, it's, a, it's another debate that down the road we'll have to figure it out. But you know, the league's going to have to deal with with it or not. You know, obviously the players' association, whatever. So, but that's up to the stadium, not just up to us or anybody else. Just a just a spot. Yeah, I've been but in- now we're but now we're into week two, and then I start thinking about segments. And that wasn't my big segment, but it was a segment. It was a debate to bring up. Now I, I do this. Matt knows I do this. I, I've done this the last couple of years after two weeks. I mean, it's still early in the season, but, you know, what is that? What did I call it? Now I forgot what I called it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do now know what I call it. Am I right about this? So I got a few, I got a few topics here, a few ideas here of, Am I right? Now, unfortunately, you know, we have to share – we share this division with the hated Dallas Cowboys. And unfortunately, hate to tell you all this, they're off to a, to a rounding start. They've destroyed both New York teams, outscored them 70 to 10. Think about it, 70 to 10. Basically, you know – the Jets' defense wasn't as terrible as the score as the scores t- indicated. They really only gave up one touchdown. But let's be honest, mm-hmm. Dallas is you know they they did whatever they want because Zach Wilson is limited. You know he's he's not that great. We already know that, and we already know what they did the week before. So, am I right that Dallas's defense is not only the best in the NFL? They might be the front runner to win the NFC East right now. Dallas, am I right about that? No, you're wrong. And, you know, they'll probably dominate again this week as they play Arizona. But, dude, like you said, they beat both New York teams. They beat Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson. They destroyed them. Yeah, great. You get off the uh, fast start just like they do every year. And just like every other year, they're going to fall apart in the second half and be one and done in the playoffs. Okay. And you'll see it once they start playing some real teams. Where do they play a team like the Niners? Let's see how great that defense is. It's good. One of the best in the league. It's no better than any of the other top defenses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I feel the same way. And not just because of hatred to them. We just have a track record. It's, as Matt just stated, uh, they like to get that early jump, but then when it's time, as we get to December and in January, things start tightening up. They come back to who they were, and the Eagles will prevail as division champions once again. 
Um, I think there are there. You know, of course, they're going to be our biggest challenge in this division that we have. Um, but I mean, honestly, I think I think it is going to come down to the wire. But I do think the Eagles win the division. All right. So now we go to our next one. Obviously, we I mentioned this last week about a top team in the AFC that's been obviously knocking on the door, been in the AFC championship game the last couple of years, went to the Super Bowl in 2021. Obviously, the Cincinnati Bengals. And even though they played a better, a better game this week, they ran to my Ravens. And they did not look too good, good in that game, you know, compared to even as bad as they were to the Browns. Obviously, for the second straight year, an 0-2 start for now the NFL's highest-paid quarterback in Joe Burrow. And this team just looks a little off. Everything seems right. I don't know if there's any serious injuries or whatever's going on, but, you know, I'm starting to get this thing that this AFC is tougher than you would think. 0-2 start is not a good look, and they're 0-2. So am I right to think that the Cincinnati Bengals, this version, this, this as as good as they've been the last two years, could potentially be on the outside looking in come come playoff time. Could they miss the playoffs? The Cincinnati yeah. Bengals. Am I right about that potentially? Well, it's possible. It kind of depends on Burrow, um, and that's what I'd be most concerned about if I was a Bengals fan. You know, last year they started off going two, but. I mean, they were healthy. Burrow was healthy. It was it was a bad start. This year, we, he got injured early in training camp with that calf. Um, didn't look good week one. Didn't look good last week, and then he re-injured that calf again. So um, he's he's not looking. He's not at a hundred percent, and that's he, and with a slow start like this in a tough division in the AFC, where you know you got potentially I don't know ten teams in that playoff race. Um, it's going to be tough, so they really need to write the ship like this week. I was going to say real quick, he even potentially might uh, miss that game this week. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. That's right. Yeah, I did see that. Um, well, big money burrows. Um was a shame because I believe in the beginning of the when we our first chat or preview. And it sounds crazy. I think I had Cincinnati possibly going to the Super Bowl this year. I think that's what I said. And mm-hmm. whew, I think we all said uh, that. I think all of us, but one of us said that. I had Jacksonville. Yeah. And I like that pick too. But I, for some reason, I thought Cincinnati might. And once again, it's September. Things can change as we saw before. It's just, hmm. Um, if Burroughs already dinged up, that's a problem. Um, and uh, I don't know what to say about their defense at the moment. It's looking kind of, you know, not bad, but it's kind of, uh. so uh, I will just lean on. I, I won't count them out yet. Not, not yet. All right. All right. Well, all right. Here's another one here. Um, obviously, a, you know, we, we, we're very high on this team. 
Matt was obviously high on them at the end of last season, just missed the playoffs. They're coming off. They had the biggest win, probably the biggest upset win of week one. I, mean, I don't know if it was an upset, but it was a big deal when they beat the Chiefs in the, on ring night, championship night, the Detroit Lions. Their home opener was sadly spoiled in another offensive shootout. It seems like all the time they play Seattle, it becomes an offensive shootout. The shootout, which they did not win. And not only did they did not win, Jared Goff's pick six avoid uh, interception avoidance was ended with a pick six. So, obviously, Detroit is now one and one. Not saying that that the wheels there, there's concern or panic that this Detroit team, but let's be honest. I mean, we look at the Cowboys and the 49ers as contenders, and Matt, you kind of think Detroit can be up there, but are we kind of overrating the Lions as a true contender in the NFC? Am I right about that? Are we overrating them a little bit? No, they're a good team. I mean, they had a disappointing game against a team that made the playoffs last year. It's not like Seattle's some joke. Um, and they, I mean, they were coming off a massive win against the Chiefs, which, you know, it's kind of prime for a letdown game there. Bottom line, they're in the division. One of the worst, well, I wouldn't say one of the, they're in one of the bottom three or four divisions in the NFL. The Bears are awful. The Vikings, aside from Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson, they got, they don't have much there on that team. So, I mean, right off the bat, it's between them and the Packers to win the division. Once you get in the playoffs, who knows? I mean, they got the talent. Um, so I, I, I still say that they could make a run. And um, obviously losing Gard, uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is going to hurt as well. But they can put up points. And after six games, they also are going to get back Jamison Williams, which is going to also help that offense. So they definitely are in the mix. Um, I will say this. I was quite disappointed that they found a way to blow that at home. Yes, Seattle was a playoff team, but we just watched them blow it at home to the Rams. And yes, and because of that, you expect Seattle to, if they're any good, they're going to try their best to rebound after that loss. But Detroit is not in position to be feeling good about themselves after one win. <laughs> that city is you, you they're not in that position to just lean back and say well we beat the chiefs they actually had, because of that they had three extra days to get themselves together so i really thought they were going to be ready for this game coming home your home opener uh you, you you got some momentum on your back this was a good time to feast on the seahawks and i'm just like oof I don't know what to say about that squad. Um, now, nah, one on one, I, no one I could count out yet. I, I'm looking. I'm looking at that division. I'm looking at Green Bay, and I'm really impressed. Um, I saw them you know, one point loss down there in Atlanta, but which quarterback would you rather have? <laughs> <laughs> right now, uh, and defensive wise, Green Bay. Can hold their own. So uh, we'll see what Detroit can do uh, after this. Who do they play next? I didn't even... Detroit plays Atlanta in Detroit. Okay, so Atlanta comes up there. All right, well, that'd be a good test. 
Yeah. That'll be a good test. We'll see what we'll see if they're for real. I think. And uh that will be that'll let me know something. I mean in that oh, yeah. Lions game, they uh the one the they just played recently, they um had a few injuries. Uh St. Brown got a little banged up and Montgomery a little bit banged up. He he could miss a couple of weeks. Uh so do I think they're they're overrated? No, I do think they're a playoff contender team. Um it's just I just think they you know I mean they got themselves in a shootout. I, I think that's their problem a little bit, is they get in many of those games. Mm-hmm. And I guess sometimes it just doesn't work out in their favor. So all right. Well, here's my last one. Here's my last one. And we already seen this team. The Eagles have already seen this team, the Patriots. And like I said, they're they're 0-2. They've not led in either of their games. They haven't really looked good in either of their games. And you know, being at home and obviously trailing and not even leading and not looking good tells me that Maybe the Patriots are what we think they are in a tough division like the AFC is probably going to be. So, is am I right to say that this year the Patriots, New England Patriots, six-time Super Bowl champs, you know, six-time Super Bowl champs, could this be the year they finish in dead last in the division? Could this be the year Belichick – finally realizes he doesn't have the talent what we can, or, or, or enough to contend anymore. So, New England, am I right? Last place team. No, they won't finish last. I mean, that, that honor is going to go to the Jets. Zach Wilson isn't beating any of these teams, the AFCs. Um, I mean, the Patriots, they're 0-2. They lost two home games. They have two, they had two, two really tough matchups there. And their defense... It didn't look too bad. I mean, they they Tua didn't throw for 300 yards last week. Uh, the Eagles' offense wasn't great week one. It wasn't even good against them. So they got a tough D. And, uh, hey, maybe they can make a trade at the trade deadline and bring in a receiver to help that offense. But, uh, I mean, it's definitely not a bad team here. Yeah, yeah. The 0-2 Patriots actually – um, play close games. Um, now I didn't really watch. I, of course, I watched them play the Eagles, and then they played the Dolphins Sunday night. And by halftime, I kind of felt like, yeah, I didn't see them making a comeback. Now, then I saw the final score. I said, "Oh, got a little closer than I thought." But they are still um, quarterback play is. There, I, I I see the potential. I see um, the signs of you know glimpses of hope. Um, but I think if the question is will they be at the bottom of this division, uh, I would say no. Um, just because of the Jets situation, I was hoping to see something more out of Zach Sunday, but that might be all we're going to get. Um, <laughs> And so the the key, of course, is next week they go to New York, play the Jets. Um, if they lose that, <laughs> then we'll talk again next week. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> but at the moment, I will say I don't think they're finished last. I think they'll get their first win yeah. Sunday. I mean, do I do I think the uh, Patriots will finish last? I don't. I think they'll finish third uh, out of four in their division. I was hoping, you know, the Jets were my sleeper team, you know, but I think uh, the way that they have going now, I just think the Patriots right now will probably finish ahead of them. Um, just, just because, you know, the Patriots have a better, I'm not going to say a better defense, but they have a solid defense. And I just think the Jets are going to find themselves probably in higher scoring games now because they don't have the quarterback. All right. All right. Now we got, got the hard start stuff out of the way. Now we get to our betting segment, not betting segment, our where we are at, where we at, scripts wise. All right, we're going to get to our, to our uh, fancy, fancy thing, fancy. Go, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, John. Go go ahead with the fancy question. All right, the first one of three is uh, over under 21 points, fantasy points for Russell Wilson. Oh, man, Russell Wilson. Um, dude, he's, I don't know. I don't have much faith in Russell Wilson anymore, so I'm going to go with the under. Yes, I don't see much out of him anymore. All right, then the next one, we'll go to that new receiver on the Rams. He's like the Cooper Cup replacement, Puka. I got him <laughs> as my question. Yeah, I got him under, under over 15. Over 15? Are you, are you PPR? Happy? Yeah. Half PPR league, so no, we'll go, we'll go. Yeah, well, I'm in a half PPR, but we'll go. We'll go full. Yeah. Well, everything's we'll go, full. We'll go half. We'll go half PPR. Okay. Um, that means let's say he gets, just say eighty yards receiving, he needs seven points. So, um, you know, I'm gonna go with the over. He's getting a lot of targets. His, his target share is really high. Um, and you know what? They just got rid of Cam Akers. I think they're gonna they'll, they'll they'll get him the ball a lot. And by the way, um, the other guy that's not getting a lot of uh, praise because uh, Puka's taken up all the spotlight, but Tutu Atwell's been pretty solid too for them. Yeah, so, I like you know, him. He he's a good pickup if he's somehow still on your waiver wire. And then the last one is well, it's not really uh, an over under question, but who do you think's gonna have more fantasy points this week? Are going to the Bengals, either Chase or Higgins. Oh, I, I, I go, I'm going with Chase here. He's already he was complaining a little bit this week too that he hasn't he was. the ball as much. Um, I expect them to target him early and often. All right. Well, that's it for this week. No. All right. Now it's Kwame's turn for his segment. It was it was debuted last week. It was round. It got a lot of rave reviews. A lot of people like it. Apparently, the FU segment. Oh, <laughs> righto. As I will always make it nice and quick. First, Mister FU goes to Jonathan Gannon. You bastard! How? 
How? You blow a 28 to 7 lead and again. Now we have to witness you blow a, a big lead in the same stadium we just saw you do it in February and to a, our division rival. Come on. This team, and I can't show you the stat on my screen because it's on YouTube TV. The Giants put up 305 yards the first six quarters of the season. The second half, 361. First half, first six quarters, no score, no touchdowns, no nothing. Second, last two quarters, four touchdowns. First six quarters, four turnovers. Final two quarters, zip. Zero points to 31 points in one half. Jonathan, F you. Next, Russell Wilson, F you. 21 to three lead to another one of our division leaders. And I'm raving about you at the half. I'm saying to my dad, hey, Russell Wilson's looking pretty good out there. He's throwing all over the field. Everybody's having a good old time. Denver's rocking and rolling. And then the second half comes. He's fumbling. He's lost track of where everybody's at. And here's Washington running right up up and taking the lead. And he has to throw a Hail Mary. They got lucky. <laughs> right. And then the two-point conversion, I admit, dude did get passion interfered on. But you shouldn't have to go through all that. You had them. Another division rival gets a W thanks to you. So F you. And F you goes to Cowboys fans again. F you. <laughs> Honorable mention, the Buffalo Bills owner, if it's true that you said all that racist stuff. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Well, now we get to our well, we get to our second best segment of the week, our bets. Now, of course, I have struggled to start the season. I, I have not looked good. I've not looked good with my picks. But something, you know, I'm watching the Rams. I picked the Rams to, to cover against the, the 49ers. So I'm watching that game, and I'm watching that game a lot on Sunday. And at one point, it looked like they were going to win outright. But they didn't. I knew they weren't going to win outright. But the 49ers, they, they took over by the 4-4, had a double-digit lead, 10-point lead at least. So I'm feeling down. I'm texting John. I'm texting Kwame. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna lose. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna start 0-4. Yeah. And then on the last play of the game, they get the ball back, and on the last play of the game, they score a field goal. And they covered. I'm like, holy shit, they actually did that. They'll show that. Go, Kwame, go all the way to the end. Because this doesn't matter. It don't matter. Go all the way to the end. All right. Oh, you already went past it. But still. But still. They actually covered for me. And I'm not 0-4. So I'm actually in a good position right now. Maybe maybe my luck has changed there after a slow start, but like I said, it, it was it was controversial. People were upset, their fancies, whatever. Screw you, fuck y'all. I don't give a damn. I'm happy because I'm not owing four. I'm not. So I, I, I can't believe they actually did that. They actually thought of me and they did that to, to save my ass. 
<laughs> so, yeah. I'll be very desperate going into this week. So, now, the problem is now that I'm not at computer, so you're going to have to bring up the, 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 the wagers this week on CBS where, or whatever website it is. I have to yep. pick whatever. But, all right, Mac, it goes with everybody else's results. All right. Well, I'll just go right down the line from the order that we've been picking. Um, so we'll start with me. I started off 2-0 the first week. Um, this week wasn't as good, but something did happen this week for me. That's I think this is the first time we've had this happen. Um, when we talked on Wednesday, I took the Packers giving up one point to Atlanta. Yes. Um, and then when Rob and I talked on uh, Sunday – one, I actually gave you two locks of the week. I went one and one, but one of my locks of the week was the Packers. But by that point, they were getting one and a half points from Atlanta. The oh. line had changed. So they lost by one point, which means my lock of the week, I won. But this the same exact team, I lost for our picks. So, you know, same team, I won one and lost one with that. So for their picks, I lost that game. And then I also took uh, the Saints on Monday night, giving up three to uh, Carolina. They tied Yeah. So I, that was a push for me. Which, uh, you got to push, yeah. Yeah. So that moves me to uh, two, one, and one so far. Um, Kwame, you, uh, yeah. Had similar success to me, just different games. But you went with the Eagles there, giving up six, yeah. which gave you a push. Um, and then you – Backdoor push. Your boy Zach Wilson there. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work out too well. So you went 0-1-1. Oh. Um, that moves you to 1-2-1 on the season. So you're mm-hmm. a game behind me. Um, John came out with a real a nice week this week somewhat. Um, you got the You took the Eagles as well. Gave you a push, but then you also took the Bucks um, minus two and a half. You won that one, so undefeated week for you. Moves you tied with me to two one and one, so we're tied for the lead right now. Okay. And then uh, you know, Mister uh, Mister Get- Self Proclaimed Gambling Expert over there, the King of Last Year, you know, all this superstar Rob. He's over here yeah. knowing that he actually got a he, he won one out of four so far this year, and, and he's got a, he's gonna have to send uh you're gonna have to send uh Sean McVay a care package or something man something like a thank you card because he stayed your ass. It should be zero and four right now. He also in getting a point that didn't work out. Yeah. But yeah, man. Uh, disappointing in you so far this year one and three. Oh, man. I thought you were the expert, bro. <laughs> yeah, it happens. I'm like the Bengals right now. I'm off to a slow start. I'll get better. I'll get it going. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think that screen away? We, I, I, I need now, that. I'm not bringing it back up. I had to find something in, uh, for my little uh, recap of the suicide picks later. Um, here we go. And Damn. I know, I know I took the Eagles, so I got plus six, I guess. All right, so in a week where we might probably don't get burned, this is kind of the week where we'll see a lot more blowouts than normal. Let's be I careful so. what we take. So, mm-hmm. all right, go ahead for week three picks. Okay, so um, for me, 
I'm uh, I'm sticking with um, my thing that teams coming to uh, Florida have it rough. And I also, like I said, with uh, John just asking me about fantasy, I got no faith in Russell Wilson and Denver in general. Miami's given up six and a half. I'm taking the six and a half from them. I'm giving, or I'm giving the six and a half, I should say. I yes. think by two scores easy, possibly three. I think they put up a lot of points. Russell Wilson won't be able to keep up with that offense. Um, and then the other game I'm going with, um, you know, Deshaun Watson has, hasn't been good so far this year. And then they just lost Nick Chubb, Cleveland. Um, this, they're playing Tennessee in Cleveland. Cleveland's given up three and a half points. Um, I think uh, I think Tennessee not only covers, I think they win this one outright. Look for Derrick Henry to get the ball early and often. Tannehill Hill looked a lot better last week than he did in week one. They got the victory last week, Tennessee did. Um, I think uh, I think they go into Cleveland, win this game outright, but I'll take the three and a half. Okay, that's interesting. That's an interesting game. I, ooh, I'd be scared to touch that one, but okay. Um, but I did see what you were saying. I saw Tennessee on the red zone. And of course, we saw the Browns on uh, uh, Monday night. So that's also helpful for Tennessee. Um, I will say, um, I'm going to go, I'm going to ride my boys again. Even though I got a backdoor push, the 20 point lead, I'm taking the birds down in Florida. <laughs> I know all the Florida teams are playing at home this week, but I really believe they're going to get their act together this weekend I mean, this whole week and can handle that five points. So, Eagles minus five for TB and uh. Oh my gosh, 12 points. <laughs> uh should I? I don't know. That's a crazy spread. Um it's this Jonathan Gannon. He I don't know. He might he might lose by 12. <laughs> I I I, woo, I don't know. I do know. I'm gonna go out on a limb. And I'm really going out on a limb here. Um, unless I see something else that jumps off the screen. I'm going to go with Jacksonville minus nine, and, and that's a lot. But the Chiefs throttled them and made them made them look ordinary in the red zone. Jaguars moved the ball, and then they kept giving it up. <laughs> um, so I feel they're a better team than that. Texans are still the Texans. Um, and we believe that Jackson was going to be a threat in these playoffs. They're going to have to put their foot in, in uh, Houston. So we'll give up some points. Give me the Jacks minus nine and a half. Okay. Okay. All right. With mine, I'm going to go the first game tomorrow. I'm going to take San Fran minus 10. Okay. Right. And. I really think the Cowboys uh, should cover that minus 12 and a half over the Cardinals. 
Okay. Wow. Big road favorite. I, I, I hate those, but yeah, okay. I, I, well, I hope you're wrong. <laughs> I hope the Cowboys Cardinals got something. I hope. Well, I could be wrong, but that's what I'm doing. That's cool. Nah, that's cool. Yeah. It is. Well, well, Jaron and I are going to team up here. I'm I'm also going to go with 49ers outright. Mm-hmm. I mean, the yeah. Giants are, are not good at all. And the 49ers are rolling. Like I said, no disrespect to our to, to the Eagles. I think, like I said, I picked the 49ers to win the regular season NFC and be the one seed. So, they should easily beat the 49ers. I mean, the 49ers should easily beat the Giants. So, oh, yeah. that's one I'll take. Now things get interesting because I, you got to be careful when you take a double-digit favorite. That's not always the best idea to do. And then there's one pick here, and since we're on CBS, Chargers and Vikings. Now, that's not my pick. That's not my other pick. But that one is a draw right now. So if anybody thinks that, you have to basically say they're either a one- or a two-point favorite when you take a pick. You basically have to come up with a – Well, usually when you do that, it's a – it's like they have to win outright pretty much. Yeah, you have to take an outright win. Now, I'm not doing that here. I'm not picking that game. So, I'm staying away from that. Uh. I do think that's going to be a good game, though. Yeah. How about yeah. your Ravens? <laughs> They're an uh, eight-point eight favorite uh, versus the Colts. I mean, I, I, like I said, of course, that's a robbery game. Of course, that's a personal game because the Colts, with, with, when they come to Baltimore, they don't even call them the Colts. They call them the Indianapolis football franchise because of, you know, their history. You know, Ravens, like Baltimore fans that have been around 40-plus years, they know how much they still hurt that they're still fun hurt that the Colts left. I still remember you know, that. It's a different era. It's a different that. era. So it's a different era. You know, those racist first state bastards. <laughs> but I'm not picking my Ravens this week. Now, I, 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 I'm a little, you know, the Colts kind of screwed me over there, so I'm not going to – I'm afraid to take that. Commanders and Bills, no, I, I can't do that because I think, I think Washington might actually cover that. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'm going to go – I'm going to go, go – let's, let's look at Seattle. Let's go down – let's go look down there. Hmm, I don't think Carolina is that good a football team. I no, think that – I think – I mean – Bryce Young's a rookie. His size has been a problem. He's been sacked like seven times already. Seahawks are a team that, okay, they beat Detroit. Uh, I'm not taking the Bears to Chiefs. I'm going to. I'm. I'll. I'll go with Seattle outright. I mean, I don't know if they cover, but I. 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 I still win the game. Uh, I don't know. I, I, well, I, I'm almost, I mean, you only pick them. You only pick them if you think they're going to cover. So you're picking them from minus six. They'll be by at least a touchdown. They'll beat Carolina by a touchdown. So right. give me Seattle. Give me uh, give me these two West Coast teams. 49ers okay. and Seattle, both outright. Okay. okay. So uh, recap. Um, I'm going with Miami giving up six and a half to Denver. Tennessee getting three and a half. From uh, Cleveland, Kwame, you got the Eagles giving five, 
and uh, Jacksonville given nine and a half. Um, John's going for blowout victories here. The Niners giving up 10 and actually, well, actually not, I shouldn't say that. Arizona getting 12 and a half. Mm-hmm. Gonna, uh, or did you say Dallas? You Dallas? I said I said 49ers minus 10 and Dallas minus 12 and yeah, a half. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I broke that. Yeah, he's going big. So you are going, yeah, you are going for the blowouts here. Yeah. And uh, Rob's take also taking the Niners minus 10 and Seattle minus six. Yes. And I will say, you know, when it comes to the Niners game tomorrow night, I was intrigued by that one too, especially when I saw Saquon Barkley is going to be out. All right. You know, um, after last year, I made that vow that I'm not going to do any NFC East games. So I had to take myself hmm. out of that one. Hmm. You're going to be yeah. tempted to do so. Trust me, you're going to be tempted to take an NFC East. Yeah. Especially if they keep this, keep this up. Yeah, I know. Right? Like this, come back wins, and Eagles and <laughs> Cowboys dominate opponents. You're going to get back to the NFC East. Trust me. No, I'm going. Yeah, we're going into 2020. Nobody's picking an NFC East team. At least they're not picking them to win. But yeah. times I think are different now. Yeah, I think times the Niners win. The Niners win tomorrow, like 31 to 10. It's it's not going to be pretty. Might be over by the first. Well, we're, we're jumping the gun there, there, Johnny boy. We're we got to get to our, our surprises and disappointments, and I'm sure we all have a lot to put together here. So let's go to that now, surprises and disappointments for this past week. Okay. Um, I guess I'll go first. Um, disappointments. Um, man, I'll, I'll say I was, I was a little bit disappointed with Jacksonville. Only scoring nine nine points against the Chiefs. First of all, I was expecting that to be a, more of a shootout, that whole game. Um, but I also thought, with it being in Jacksonville and you know the whole uh, revenge factor, I thought Jacksonville would play better than they did. So I was definitely disappointed in them. Um, a surprise for the week. I don't even want to say that. I don't even want to call them a surprise. Or you know what? I'll go with it. Um, you know, coming in the year, I, I was, I did tell you, I thought Atlanta was very underrated. I thought they'd be a lot better than people gave credit for. And, but I was still surprised with that. They were able to make that comeback and pull off a victory. I didn't think, uh, I didn't think they had in them to really uh, make a, they were, I mean, they were down 12 points there in the fourth quarter and they came back and got to pull off the win by a, by a point. Um, Jordan Love in that offense, it was looking good, good early and kind of fell off. And Desmond Ritter, I got to give him credit, man. He made some some nice throws late in that game. So I'm going with Atlanta as my surprise, even though I did have some faith in them to begin with. Yeah. Uh, I, I finally got to watch um, the Red Zone, a lot of uh, B. John Robinson. Sheesh. <laughs> that guy is something else, man. He yeah. runs hard, runs around you. Just 19 carries, 124 yards. So we're six yards a carry uh he had in that game. So Atlanta, that's that was very quality pick. <laughs> I mean, I know everybody wanted him, and we were hoping he would have fell to us, but uh whew. um so 
yeah, they could definitely be um, one of my surprises too. But I'll say this. Um, I wasn't, well, I'll put it this way. I'm not surprised at how well he played because he was highly talented. So it's not a shock. I just didn't realize how good um, he was. Um, disappointment is actually kind of easy. Uh, um, but I'll say as a surprise, it's Tampa Bay. I mean, 2 0. Um, oh, Baker Mayfield, little, re, little resurgence. Last week, throwing 317 yards and the one touchdown. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was that was my surprise that how easily they won. Um, and my biggest disappointment, gosh, could be Arizona, but we didn't expect much out of them. Just the way they blew it. Um, could be Denver. We expect more out of them. We thought new coach, maybe get some things going. Uh, you know, championship coach at that. And just like, eh. I think for me, because I made this declaration in the beginning of the season, it's in the same game, the Bears. I thought Justin Fields would be better. And I know, Matt, you said no, <laughs> but I thought maybe, maybe this will be the year. And this, mm, mm, the Bears are still looking like the Bears. So right now, that's my disappointment. All right. Well, my surprise shouldn't come as a surprise because my second favorite team is the Colts, and they're my surprise for this week. Uh, even though the Texans aren't that uh, good of a team, uh, you know, the Texans in that game had some receivers that did really well, Nico Collins, um, uh, Tank Dell did okay. Uh, but I just I just think uh, the Colts played really well. I don't think the Colts are going to win. They're not going to win many games this year, so that's, that's why I'm probably more leaning towards my surprise. Uh, my disappointment... Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers because I really thought they should have beat the Titans. Uh, but I guess I give the Titans a lot of credit because they still got Henry, you know, doing his thing. And uh, I bet, well, that's basically all they have, but I really thought the Chargers were going to win that game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, I could go anywhere with surprises. Pretty much my surprise goes to Seattle for beating Detroit. I didn't see that coming in. They really showed up there in the second half after the terrible first game they played against the Rams. I mean, it could be a back-and-forth situation. Geno Smith, you know, like I said, he played okay. And like I said, you got to give Pete Carroll a lot of credit. He's still a really good coach, and they're a team that can obviously be at least what they were a year ago, if not potentially better. But obviously, 49ers still run this division. Sorry, Matt. You you thought you – thought, yeah, the 49ers take a step back, not really. But give a lot of credit to to Seattle for beating Detroit if we think this Detroit team is what we think they're going to be potentially. So good for them. And for the second straight week, it's the Broncos. They are my disappointment. Mm. Somebody brought it up earlier. 21-3 lead at home. You're rolling against yeah, the Commanders. And then 
you shit the bed again. And this time, you, you really shit the bed. Like the Giants, they bounce, they just bounce back in the second half. You just let the commanders come back. And by that point, they have a 35 to 24 lead. How does that happen? And then Russell Wilson throws the Hail Mary touchdown. It gets through. Tom Jackson, our good buddy from back in the day with, with Boomer, he's like, knock it down! They didn't knock mm-hmm. it down. But the problem is you had the tie to go to overtime. You couldn't win outright, so you had to go to overtime. Two-point conversion, they screw it up. And, yeah. and it's so sad because, like the Patriots, they're 0-2, they're both home games. Sean Payton. It's not like you hack it, you know? Like I said, and then, and then Matt, I must be right. Hack it is makes hack it is Bill Parcells compared to Joe Judge. Because Joe <laughs> Judge is the worst coach I ever saw. Jesus Christ. Uh, but still, but still at the end of the day, R- Wilson and Payton with their pedigrees should not be 0-2. Not at all. And now the schedule's getting tougher. You're going to play a hot Dolphins team. This, 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 this Denver team is in trouble. They're in trouble already, and there's going to be finger pointing and blame to go around. Denver's a mess. They're an absolute mess. They're, they're basically New York Mets of the NFL. No matter what you put together, they, they, it's not working. It's, it's, it's crap. It's crap right now. They're, they're, you know, New York Mets are run the same way. No matter who you put in, in charge, same result. They can't get the, out of their way. And Kwame, I know you already did this for your FU. My dummy of the week is the same thing. It goes to Giants again. No reason why you're blowing a 28-7 lead at home to a Giants team that – and I texted you this, Kwame. I texted you this. They gave up 60 to nothing. Outscored 60 to nothing to start the season. The worst – that's the worst in the last 45 years. Mm-hmm. Of a team to start the season, I get outscored sixty to nothing, and not only that, they they just like I said, Jonathan Gannon has no backbone. He, he has no backbone. You know, he has absolutely no backbone. Absolutely none. How did, did the Giants just storm right back? Now, now they don't have Saquon, and he's out with the ankle injury. So we'll see what happens with them. But yeah, the Cardinals. To me, it, it, they're not the disappointment. It's 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 John again. He's the dummy of the week and probably the dummy of the year. You know, there's no reason why you blow that game. Now the Giants might actually win two of their first seven games, like I predicted. But anyway, mm-hmm. let's get to to the game. And speaking of the Giants, they stay on the West Coast this week. I don't know if they went back home or not, but they played for a short week. The 49ers and. This would be a unanimous decision if we were picking for Sunday, but since this is a Thursday night game, Amazon Prime, Kurt Herbstreit, my girl Kaylee, Hard Tongue, and the, the legendary Al Michaels calling it, whatever. But you know, whatever. Go go ahead to this matchup because I I don't think it's going to be much of a game at all. So whatever, we have to pick it anyway. Yeah, yeah, like you said, it's not going to be a good game. Um, barely even worth talking about. Bottom line, Saquon Barkley's out. The Giants suck, um, and the Niners are healthy. So San Francisco wins this one pretty easily. Uh, I'll just say 37 to 16. 
<laughs> All right. Is it 3716? All right. And um, and I, I forgot to mention you're you're only one point off of last week's Thursday night pick with the Eagles. That yeah, was really good. <laughs> um I have to agree with you here. I mean, I wouldn't touch this as one of my picks. I'm not that bold as Jonathan is. <laughs> but I think I can't see Giants doing anything in this game. So it may not be that hard of a pick to make, but 10 points is just a lot to give up in NFL, but I don't see how San Fran doesn't. Um, they were up by 10 against the Rams, and so the Rams decided to kick a, a ridiculous field goal for no reason. Um, so, and the Giants, I mean, Barkley's out. All you got to do is focus on Danny Dimes now. So, San Fran will win, I'm going to say, something close, 34-17. Yeah. All right. So I kind of alluded to earlier, my my prediction is going to be 31-10 still, San Fran, but I just think it's going to be mainly on the defense. It's like, you know, Nick Bosa and all these people on the defense, they're they're just going to they're just going to cause havoc for Jones. And I think uh, I mean, one of the stars of the game or probably the main one is probably going to be McCaffrey might be the McCaffrey show. So. That's my take on it. Okay. Yeah. We're, 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 like I said, I know I've been struggling with my bets this season, but th- this is the weekend I turned this around. Obviously, <laughs> it was no brainer to pick. There was no brainer that not to pick this matchup because the, the Giants have been crap. They're they're trash, and now they don't have Barkley, so now they can't. Where, where's the offense going to come from? They Dimes ain't going to do much. He's going to run around and, and fumble and throw picks all night. Yep. The 49ers, I hate to tell you all this, they're the best team in the NFC from what I've seen so far. I mean, yeah, the, the Cowboys have the best defense from what I've seen, but all around, the 49ers, just, they just they they just they know how to attack. They know how to counterattack you. That's what makes them so good. That's what made them so good last year. I mean, yeah, Purdy's not he, – he, he ain't Ben Roethlisberger or all these great quarterbacks yet, but – you know, he, he, he's getting by and he's doing the right things. He's got weapons around him. So guess what? It's going to work. And and this is going to be a route. This is going to be a route. And, and, and I think it's going to be uglier than any of y'all three things. I got the 49ers winning big time. 44 to 10. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Well, that's all we have for this week. I mean, it's been an intriguing huh. uh, – we oh yeah, do. you're, you're a intriguing matchup, and because we are, we Matt and I are predicting a game on a different day this week once again, not not on Sunday for 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 some obvious reason. So we need your your fancy game, John, and your intriguing matchup, Kwame. And also, I want to show you the leaderboard of your points of the new points pool. Okay, uh, the the fantasy matchup. Uh, this week, I mean, I've been wrong the last couple of weeks here, and really, my number's been very low. But this one, I said the Vikings versus the Chargers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, what's going on this time? Hold up. Okay. Something that's intriguing to me right now. Um, I. 
Well, the game, I just mentioned it uh, once I refine it. Uh, which game? It was the game. Well, looking it up, looking it up. Like, you could easily pick the Pick'em game of Chargers and Vikings, but it's, when you're both 0 and 2, like, mm -mm. can't go with that as intriguing to me. Um, I will say, and I don't know why I can't find the one that was really on my mind. Uh, I'll, I'll, go with this. I'll go with this. Um, I'm interested to find out what's going to happen. With it, it sounds ugly, but the Bills and Commanders. Yep, that's what I was thinking. All right. The Bills being favored by six and a half and on the road, and can they continue with their winning? Are the Commanders for real? Uh, I, I, I can see that's intriguing to me. All right. All right. And we'll have Kenny's manager special tomorrow before we before Matt and I look over week three games. <laughs> so what about the suicide pool before we get off here? You said all right, here here's the here's the leadership board. Matt leading the way, the plus seven with the 49ers game. And myself and John and Ken all stay with the Eagles. We should have had way more than plus six, but, you know, a little backdoor action, not in a good way, uh, uh, happened in that one. And Bob, uh, for some reason, picked Houston. I don't know. I don't know. So I mean, this, I this, thing, this board say Roy, 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 Roy Wood Jr. Super complete, com Completion. I was what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I'm not seeing our. I'm looking at the wrong. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is this? What the hell is this junk? And I don't want to say it's junk because Roy Wood's uh, pretty good at what he does, but come on now, man. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, he, 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 he's a comedy you. act, you know? Yeah, he, he does crack. Hey, All right, here we go. The right one? Here we go. <laughs> That's the right screen. I got all these screens. So there you go. Matt to plus seven. Best damn picks myself. And then John and Ken. And Bob. All right. Well, so, I, now on uh, Sunday, you, you can make your picks. You, you, know, you shouldn't be able to make this pick of the same team again. I, I believe it's not, it should be set up that way. But yeah, I, I noticed it. You can't yeah. pick the same yeah. team. You shouldn't be able to make the same pick again. I think if you I can't pick the same team twice, or no, yeah, no, you're not only, only once. Yeah, only you once can only pick it once. The you're gonna, they're going to be blocked out. Yes. All right. I don't know why I want Choose wisely. Yes. Choose wisely. That's why you can't just pick the the Eagles every week because they're hot. You, you got to find the one game. So we did it. So I got to go back in there. But anyway, that's how it works. So between now and Sunday, make your pick. Unless you're going to pick uh, San Fran tomorrow. Yeah. I'm not picking them tomorrow for my thing, but. I'm, I'm Whoever like, but... wants to, you go ahead. So, but that's all uh -huh. we have for this episode. Like I said, I, I, we are moving our live look back for for October 11th to the 18th, so Matt can be a part of it because it wouldn't be fair fair to to the people that are there because they'll think Matt's just a guest, which technically is, but he's the reason why we have this show. So, obviously, I gotta respect that. You know, 
I, I gotta think I gotta think of everybody before I think of myself when I do this show, obviously. So So October eighteenth is now the new date for the live look back. The first of three. We're still doing two three. You know, the other dates will be obviously determined. But that's all we have for this episode. You'll we'll all be back next week, same time. I'll probably be in a different room. You know, I don't think I'll be in this car. <laughs> we don't even see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, there you go. <laughs> that's all we. But that's all we have for this episode. And like I said, everybody have a good night and send us away with the state property. And if I get rock for my kids, is that real? Hustle till the sun come up Crack a 40 when the sun go down It's a cold winter Y'all better bundle up And I better be a hotter summer Grab onion just to rock it down You hot now, listen up Don't you know cops' sole purpose is to 